because we used to protect children. It used to be against the law to even mention the words uh, sexual intercourse in a classroom. It was considered molesting a minor uh, with immoral intent up to the age of 21. That's how much we protected the moral innocence of our kids. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. It's Fearless with Mark and Amber. This is a husband and wife show sharing our adventures of creating documentary films from a biblical perspective on the tough issues affecting our families and society. You can learn more about our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, by visiting our website, fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place where you can subscribe to this podcast or search the archives if you've missed any of the previous episodes. We're on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to take a stand for biblical principles and values and their families. I'm Amber Archer, half of your filmmaking team, and joining me as usual is my husband, Sundance Award-winning filmmaker, author, and speaker, Mark Archer. The other half has arrived. <laughs> and we are here together. Yes, that makes us whole. Uh-huh. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We are grateful that you're joining us today as we share more interviews from our various conversations that we've had with others for our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters. Mark, you mm -hmm. want to tell everybody what The Mind Polluters is if sure. they are first-time listeners? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I'll share what The Mind Polluters is about. I've got a fun snippet to share. Are you ready? Hmm. Here we go. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big Families marching two by two, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching two by two. Hurrah, so, you know which, uh, you know which show that's from? Blues Clues. Oh, Blues Clues, which is for children. Mm -hmm. This is the drag queen on Blues Clues holding a pride parade with two mommies, two daddies, two mommies, two daddies, yes. And it goes on and on and on. Yeah, I think there's some gay dolphins in there. Uh -huh. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And this is uh, this is what we... Well, because it's Pride we, Month, you know. It's Pride Month right now. Right, we have a whole month. Right. That's a U.S. holiday. Right. So to answer your question, what is the mind polluters about? Well, we, like you are tired of waking up, seem like every day, sometimes mm -hmm. multiple times a day, and getting kicked in the gut with things like this. Mm -hmm. That's on their YouTube channels, where I pulled that from. They have over 700,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And it's part of YouTube Kids, right? So YouTube, owned by Google, thinks that this is great. They think that this is just fine to be shoved down the throats of you as parents, and especially on our children. And so but they we, don't only get it. They don't only get it from the Internet. Right. It's not just on the Internet because this is symptomatic of our entire culture, in fact. And it's coming out of our education system. Where in the world did this come from? This was just like dandelions in the lawn, just overnight. Pop. It's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. And like you, we looked and said, what in the world? Where did all of this come from? And we were clueless. We really, because we didn't grow up like this. You need Blue's Clues to help you out. Right. You need, and you need Google and 
and the CDC that Monica talked about in the last episode. Right. So if you missed that, you might want to go back and check that one out. Right, right. Whole child, whole school, whole, whole health, community. Right, right. Yeah. They, they want your whole child. Mm-hmm. You as a parent, they, you're not the target. Mm-hmm. You're not the target. Your child is the target. They don't care about you. They know that they can't change your mind. They'll they'll make your life miserable, but they really want your children. Mm-hmm. And so The Mind Polluters is a film about that. What in the world is going on? What does all of this mean? Where did it come from? Let's take this bag of snakes and lay it out straight. What is all of this? What's this red for ed? What's uh cse comprehensive sex ed what's sel social emotional learning Mm -hmm. where did all of this come from and how does it all go together well that's what we do as filmmakers we take all of this and we dive in and research and we're not experts on this but you know what we're really good at is finding the experts and getting the people getting the people know all about it and boy these people that we have been sharing with you on the podcast and are going to share with you today and for for a long time yet these are the experts in the field they're mm-hmm. the ones that have been in this battle space and every time we go and we collect these interviews we come back and we share them pretty much raw with mm-hmm. you so you have all of this information and it is a it's a quite an intensive process but that's that's what we do as filmmakers, uh, giving our work unto the Lord. This is so important and we have to expose this. Mm-hmm. And so today we are talking with Audrey Werner, who is also a former sex educator, and she's going to share her experience with the public education space, not only for children, but also for adults and those in leadership positions and audrey has an interesting angle on this and had this all come full circle for her when she realized that she got to see the fruits or the non-fruits if you will Mm -hmm. of all of her labors that she bought into believing all we have to do is educate Mm -hmm. kids on this and it'll fix it and in fact it has exactly the opposite effect right all right so you guys let's give a listen to our conversation with Audrey Warner. Uh, my name is Audrey Warner. I'm a registered nurse. I have the experience of being a sex educator. I was the one that would go into the schools and talk to the kids about sex. I went through the standardized training on that, uh, which the training, when I look back, was really to take away our modesty. Uh, they had us uh, say the names for the genitals out loud over and over again. Uh, they had us use uh, a, a handle, how do you put on condoms? Um, and the point that they said was that if we were uncomfortable, then the students would be uncomfortable. So they wanted to make sure that we were very relaxed when we went in uh, to talk to the kids. So I did that for five years. And then my husband and I were blessed with our first child. And I still wanted to work for the health department where I worked, uh, but I wanted to work part-time. And the only part-time job available was working in the venereal disease clinic, which is really where I did not want to work. But it's as if the Lord said, I want you to see the fruits of your labor. So over an eight-year period of time, I saw things getting progressively worse. And I knew we were putting in more sex ed than we had ever done before. Around that time, my uh, firstborn is now five years old, about to enter a Lutheran school. And there was a group of Lutheran mothers at the Lutheran school that were trying to bring an awareness to 
the first Christian sex ed program that came into America, which is uh, the Lutheran program called the Learning About Sex series. And because of my background, they said, hey, come on board with us. Uh, so what happened was at the school, they it just so happened they had their curriculum review committee um, for every subject. And so I, was, of course, was put on the sex education curriculum review committee. And I was I just had a thimble of what I know now. Um, and I knew that Alfred Kinsey's science was the foundation of that sex ed series. So I asked the principal, I said, could I talk to the committee? Now, it was the largest committee because it was the most controversial committee. And he said, yes, absolutely. Actually, he had been, um, uh, this principal had been my teacher. It was my alma mater when I was a little girl. So I went to speak to this committee and I, I went to stand up and speak. And I'm a, a, an international speaker. And I went to stand up and speak and I I was just coughing and choking and gagging. And it was as if I was being choked. And I, I thought, I, I'm running through my mind as I'm trying to get the words out that this, you know, I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm not nervous because I love public speaking. And it dawned on me, this is spiritual warfare. And this is the very first time I ever talked about this subject. And so I thought, I'm going to sound like a fool, but I'm going to push my way through it and just get it out there because I had a 15-minute talk. And about two-thirds of the way through, it left me. And I sat down and I was just physically exhausted. But something struck me when I was standing talking because you had the, the pastor uh, of the school, you had the principal, you had the male teachers, you had some female teachers, and you had a lot of mothers in that committee. When I was speaking... I was looking at the audience and it was stunning because all the men had their hands folded and their heads bowed. And all I was talking about was the sexual revolution and Alfred Kinsey. And while I was speaking, I was thinking in my mind, men, I need you to look because this is a battle. This is a battle for our children. This is a battle for our families. You need to be in this battle. But again, going back to what Colonel Ray said, that when we um, get involved with pornography, women no longer become something that you want to protect, but rather they become a prey. They become um, an object. So that has shifted in, in men's minds. And so that's why we have the problem we have today. So as I realized, this is huge. How do I wake up people to sex education? So of course I had my arguments with God. <laughs> I said, I am a, just a mom. Who's going to listen to me? And um, I, I'm not an expert on Alfred Kinsey. And the Lord introduced me to Dr. Judith Reisman, who is in this film, and she educated me. Then I said, okay, the laws had to be changed because we used to protect children. It used to be against the law to even mention the words uh, sexual intercourse in a classroom. It was considered molesting a minor uh, with immoral intent up to the age of 21. That's how much we protected the moral innocence of our kids. So uh, I need a lawyer. And the Lord gave me um, Colonel Ron Ray, who's not just a lawyer, but uh, a, a Marine, and he's a constitutional lawyer. So he educated me, and he and his wife, uh, Eunice Ray, has started an organization called uh, RSVP America, which is Restoring Social Virtue and Purity to America. So once he started educating me and opening my eyes um, with all these people, opening my eyes, I thought, wow, this is really big. And then I thought, wait a minute. I'm not a, how can I wake up the church? I'm not a pastor. Because mm -hmm. it's not just this church school that my son's about to enter, 
but this is in all church schools. So how can I wake people up to that? And the Lord gave me a pastor who happened to be writing the Song of Songs commentary. So this has been um, an amazing journey. I will tell you, I did tell Colonel Ray about my experience when I first spoke and how the men couldn't give me eye contact. And I thought, where is the church? Where were they versus when Roe versus Wade? Where were they when all of these key decisions have been made that have destroyed protections for marriage, women, and children? And Colonel Ray thought for a moment, and he said to me, he said, Audrey, we live in Deborah times. He said, because of the sexual revolution and the pornography industry, the men have been compromised. He said, it's going to take the women to get this going. He said, the men will get on board, but it's going to take the women to get this going. And he thought for a moment and he said, if you ever have to go and the headquarters for the Lutheran Church is in Missouri, he said, if you ever have to go there, um, Deborah had a barrack and I will be your barrack. Mm -hmm. And I thought, isn't it like God to give you the former assistant to the secretary of defense as your barrack? And I, that's when I realized this is huge. Mm -hmm. This is a national security issue. And what I learned is that God doesn't uh, call the equipped, but he equips the called. And I have come so far in this journey, and it's all because of God. But this is a huge wake-up call, and thank you for giving a voice to all of us who have been in this battle for so long. Um, and I wear a few hats. The first, of course, is a registered nurse. I do work as that um, in a clinic. But I also uh, am the Dean of Life Issues at Masters International University of Divinity. I teach a course called Restoring Biblical Purity in the Church to Pastors All Over the World, which is, again, a God thing that God opened that door. And lastly, and most importantly, I was able to start an organization called the Matthew 18 Group, which is based on Matthew 18, 15 to 17. If your brother sins, you go to them. If they don't listen, you take it. Eventually you take it to the church. And what I found is that the church is an heir. When it comes to um, Alfred Kinsey, his science has infiltrated into different aspects. And I was finding in the learning about sex series, I found Alfred Kinsey. And when I did that, I realized I have to do the Matthew 18 process with an entire denomination. And I have to do it with this Lutheran publishing company. So I reached out to them and I sat down with Colonel Ray. And I'll never forget, I have a picture of the steps, wood steps that we were sitting on and we were just talking about. And he said, Audrey, you have to make the case. You literally have to write a Supreme Court brief and you have to make the case for why they are in error. And so um, fast forward to, it took us about six months of him helping me, Judith Reisman helping me, Eunice Ray was helping me. Um, so it took us this, this time to pull this document together. And when I went to meet the Lutheran publishers, I'm sure they thought, you know, this is a mom. She probably had a kitchen table, scribbled a few notes. And I came forward with this <laughs> thick document that had all the evidence that Kinsey was in the sex education program. But the response was nothing, not very much. There was slight changes to the books. They did separate the boys and the girls uh, with the books, but there wasn't any change. And I realized, again, going back to what Colonel Ray said, that the men have been compromised. The sexual revolution was designed to destroy the church and destroy the family. And there was a plan. And when we look to scripture, if we look to God's word, it's it, how did Israelites always mess up? It was through sexual immorality. How are you gonna weaken a nation? 
it is through sexual immorality. So you're going to aim the attack at the men because they're the head of the family. Hence, pornography became legal in the 1950s. And uh, that was with uh, Hugh Hefner, who happened to be a disciple of Alfred Kinsey. And Alfred Kinsey's science was used for that. Then you have to aim it at marriage because marriage is the foundation of a family, a husband and a wife together and God blessing them with children. And so uh, I, I say it was not same-sex marriage that was the last straw for marriage in America. Rather, you have to go back to fornication to have sex outside of marriage. First off, wasn't acceptable in society and it was illegal. Um, because it protected the family. It protected the traditional family and the foundation of our culture. And then thirdly, you have to aim the attack at children. You have to raise up a, ch a generation of children that believe that they're sexual beings. So sexual from birth is something that we hear over and over again from everyone that we've interviewed. We heard it from Judith Reisman. We heard this from Monika Klein. We heard it from Craig Sawyer. And now you're hearing it from Audrey Werner. This lie that is used as one of the foundational tenets of comprehensive sex ed, why we need to sexualize kids in the schools, why we need to show them how to have sex, you know, use condoms, all this stuff in the schools. This is all predicated on this lie that children are sexual from birth. And where did this come from? It came from Alfred Kinsey. When? Back in the 40s. How did he come to this? What did what Craig Sawyer talked about is he cooked the books. Mm -hmm. He made the data say what he wanted it to say mm -hmm. because Alfred Kinsey was a pervert, because Alfred Kinsey was a sadomasochistic pedophile. And he hired pedophiles to torture children and record the torture in their data. And it's in his book. Mm-hmm. And that's what Judith Reisman pointed out to people for decades. It's in his book. He told us that he got this data by torturing kids as young as two months old. And when you point this out to people, there's this disbelief. You can show it to them right in front of their faces. Right, because surely that wouldn't happen. Well, surely it wouldn't happen. And surely you couldn't have figured this out. No, I didn't figure it out. He wrote it down yeah. in the, when he wrote his book. It's right there. And I how, can read it. And how it. awful that now we have a whole system mentally and emotionally abusing children mm -hmm. who can't get away. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know how we got to this point, that's what the mind polluters is. It exposes this whole thing. Everybody that we've talked to, they've all got their part in this and they've all exposed this all these different facets of what is going on and what the mind polluters as a film does is it takes all of that and rips it all open and exposes the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you shine light on these cockroaches, they start to scurry and it is amazing to watch, but that's why we need your help. Mm -hmm. We need people's help because this film is going to blow the lid off of so much that's going on and, there are people that are really nervous about it. <laughs> and you guys, we are a donor-funded company. And this means we depend entirely on donations generated from our amazing supporters to make sure films like The Mind Polluters are produced and available for all to see. We have come so far and we need your help. We know the cost for completing this powerful documentary. And you have the opportunity to make a difference and share truth in big ways. And we are looking for 5,000 individuals 
Surely there are 5,000 individuals across this nation who are willing to partner with us and give $25 towards the completion and release of the mind polluters. You can text the word classrooms to 27777. That's plural classrooms to 27777 to share your support directly or visit fearlessfeatures.org forward slash give to learn more about our mission and filmmaking ministry. So be sure to join us next Tuesday as we introduce you to author and children's book researcher Debbie DeGroff. Schools, librarians, and parents purchase books for children about being kind and other character traits. And the hope is that when children read these books, that all of a sudden they're going to be kind and not be a bully and all of those things. However, according to the professionals, when children's books are faced laced with profanity, sexual acts, Marxist ideas, anti-God, anti-capitalist, anti-American sentiments, it somehow has no effect on them at all. Are we really that gullible? Thank you guys for sticking around to the end. That's all the time we have for today. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Have a wonderfully blessed day, friends. We will talk to you again on Tuesday.